the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Icons of Real Estate podcast. With us today, we have Veronica Figueroa. She's an award-winning real estate influencer, keynote speaker, known for her spiritual personality. Veronica leads the number one team for homes sold in EXP, the Figueroa team. She regularly engages with other team leads to share unique techniques to fuel her team's success. And as a result, the Figueroa team continues to scale and grow, serving 2,000 plus families and clients in 2021 and over 646 million in sales volume. Now, here on the Icons of Real Estate podcast, inspiring you to take action and become the leader you're always meant to be. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here and excited to share a little bit about our world. So I'm really grateful. Perfect. It's my pleasure. And how is life down there in Puerto Rico? <laughs> it's good. I uh, live half the time in Puerto Rico and half the time in Orlando. I'm pretty fortunate. It feels like a dream. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's year round, beautiful weather, surrounded by ocean views and um, beautiful mountains. So can't complain. Life yeah. is good. <laughs> like Orlando, right? <laughs> yeah, Orlando's great. It's just a little flat, but we have great weather, <laughs> great theme parks, and it's, you know, a place that a lot of people dream to live, so I don't take that for granted, but, yeah. you know, when you live in Orlando, you kind of take that for granted mm -hmm. when you see, um, you know, an opportunity to live half the time on an island where you're, like, surrounded by these beautiful uh, scenery, so Florida is a little flat, but we still love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I always appreciate what you have. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, uh, Veronica, uh, a little about your uh, real estate journey. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I feel like I've told this story so many times, but it never gets, uh, you know, never gets old because, you know, you go back and you reflect on where you're at and where you've been and how you got there. But for me, it's been um, a really awesome, I would say, 18 year run career. Um, it wasn't overnight, you know, I think I need to say that because a lot of people think it was some overnight success and it wasn't. Um, I started off just like everyone else, uh, looking to, um, maybe start in real estate because it was a way for me to have a little bit of flexibility. I had kids, um, at the time I started doing it part-time and quickly, uh, I realized that this was an industry that if I gave, 100% of me, I can get really, really great results. So I was doing it part-time for about three months. Um, I was hiding underneath my desk and, you know, trying to negotiate contracts at the same time. And I got really fortunate early on that my friends and families trusted me with their business. And I understood the power of networking really quickly out of need. Um, I was going through a divorce. I was a single mother or going to be a single mother. And, um, you know, I just needed to make sure I could provide for my kids. So I was doing this, like I said, part-time for a few months. And then I decided, let me just do this full-time. But I understood the power of networking. I understood the power of meeting more people would help me grow as a business person in the real estate space. 
Um, but I was just trying to make a living. And quickly, my first year, I sold 56 homes. Then after that, it just started growing and growing. I hired my first assistant um, early on, and I just made a commitment that I was going to you know, be, full, be a full-time realtor. And it was just uh, a really great time to get into the business in 2004, 2005. Um, but then, of course, the market crashed, and um, we had to pivot. And like many, I kind of, you know, easily got, um, I would say, uh, scared. And I feared that, you know, I wouldn't be able to make it in real estate um, during the crash. Um, and I tried to take a job again. And I realized my heart was not in it. My heart was in real estate full time. So that was when the moment, I think it was around 2007, I decided I was going to be successful in real estate no matter what. I think it was at maybe 2008 or nine, that no matter what market we were in, whether it was a high market, low market, that I was going to figure out how to be a real estate agent and be successful at it, no matter what market we were in. So um, that's when I committed. I went all in and I said, we're in a short sale market. I'm going to learn everything about short sales. We're in an REO market. I'm going to learn everything about REOs. Uh, for those who don't know what REOs are, it's real estate owned, bank owned properties. Um, and I just from there started building a business around every market that we were in. Um, started understanding the power of leverage, of hiring people, building a team. Um, and in 2009, 10, I became one of the number one REO agents in my market. Um, 2011, when the market started shifting again, I um, quickly realized that I needed to do more for my business and to take my business to the next level. Um, I started mastering farming um, I picked a specific community and I farmed that community and I was super intentional. Um, I owned a boutique brokerage at the time. It was a little small brokerage, uh, but then I decided to buy a Remax franchise in 2012 because I wanted to be around um, excellence. I wanted to be around excellence. And I used to look at the Remax agents in my market and or just across the country like, wow, like you know, they represent like the, I would say top tier of our industry at the time. And um, I did, I did that. I, I, I said, but they'll never sell me a franchise. Who am I? I'm just a, you know, just a, a, I would say a hungry, determined real estate agent. I don't think I have what it takes. And they came out, they flew out after I raised my hand and said, I want to learn more. And next thing you know, I, I bought a franchise. And that taught me a lot. I learned a lot. I grew as a professional. I was able to be in the right rooms. Um, I always thank Remax for my years there. Um, eight years of owning a franchise, eight years of developing a team, really learning the online lead gen space and just really understanding the psychology of real estate, the evolution of a real estate agent, the team, the brokerage, the business model of it taught me so much. And um, in 2019, I decided to sell my franchise. Um, you know, I just had a change in heart in where I wanted to go. We had built a really great reputation. I had sat on Zillow's advisory board. I, I still sit on Zillow's advisory board. It'll be my eighth year now, six or seven, seven or eight years. Um, I We had one in min most influential real estate team, innovative team um, during that time. And I just felt like I had laid a, a foundation that was ready for change and to venture into the future from a completely different lens. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2019, I sold my franchise and I moved my business over from Remax to EXP. 
And um, it's been an amazing ride um, ever since as well. And I now run the number one team for EXP in the world for E, you know, for the home, most home soul, like you mentioned, which thank you for that shout out. Um, <laughs> something we're really proud of. And then I, um, you know, I'm super proud to say we have 2000 plus partners across the country and now other parts of the world and growing every single day, giving me a completely different look as to what's possible in real estate. Um, but yeah, I get to run teams. I get to work with great partners. I get to, you know, build businesses every single day within, among, you know, within people, great people and help them build what's important to them. Um, and it's all been through real estate. You know, it's been my journey of real estate and it's, the, it's my one thing, you know, real estate is my one thing. I love it. And, um, you know, whenever I've deviated from that, I realized real estate is where I should always put my focus in. Um, and now I lead my team from half the time in Puerto Rico and then half the time I'm in Orlando. If not, I'm on a plane somewhere going to visit <laughs> partners. But yeah, that's a little bit of my real estate journey. Um, and there's so much more in between. So I'm happy to answer any questions, but it's it's been um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was definitely not overnight, <laughs> not over week, nope. not over month, not a year, not even decade. It was it was more than that. So it, it was really it looked like a, a nice journey. And for people out there, like you, like you said, that think that success comes overnight. No, it doesn't come. <laughs> I think the most important thing is that I never gave up. Right. I've always I always stayed in tune as to what was happening in the industry. I stayed a student to the business and I stayed committed to learning and being around people that would you know have lived before me or had ideas or were willing to look at things differently and um i never thought that i had figured it out i leaned into things and was willing to try new things and um it may seem like it's been a long time and it does seem like it of course wasn't overnight but every every day i wake up ready to learn every day i wake up you know excited so i get excited when i see new people in the industry And I say to them, you don't have to worry about what I did because we've paved the way. We've, we've paved the way for others, for them not to not have to have our long journey. Maybe you could get there half the time or, you know, in two to three years versus 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's really exciting to know that every day we wake up and, and you know, there's something else to learn or there's something else to, to, to get excited about. But one thing that doesn't change is your habits, your discipline and your consistency that you have to have in this business. If you have that, you're going to be successful in this business. Nice. And uh, just uh, so now a few questions about your journey and about a little uh, nuggets of knowledge that you're going to share here with, with our audience today. And uh, when you moved from uh, Remax to EXP, did you did you brought your team with you? Uh, did only some 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 part of the team uh, join you? How, how was the process? Um, yes, I brought over 17 team members with me at the time of many of them are still with us. And, um, you know, many have gone on to open their own teams and others have, you know, went a different route, which is okay. Uh, brought over 17. And now today I have a team of nearly 80 with staff and um, agents. Um, but 17 of them came with us at the time. Nice. And what is, so you started out with 17 Like what is behind that massive growth of like this enormous team that you that you have right now? Just what not even three years have passed. I think for me it was the 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 ability to know people, 
have a pathway on our team beyond just being a team member. And so when I got really excited about that and I started opening the doors to bringing people on without the limited belief that what happens if they leave me, the energy that I'm pouring into them, um, you know, what happens if they go off and want to dream big before I had a limited mindset of like, well, you're putting all these resources into people. Do I really want to grow these people? Now I get to grow people with, with nothing in mind, but their growth. And it's amazing how that abundance mindset just attracts people to you. You know, that abundance mindset just says, Hey, there's no all, you know, there's no, no strings attached. I want you to come. I want you to grow. I want it. And you stay in on our team as long as you want or you grow as big as you want, which path do you mm -hmm. want? And either way, we're gonna be excited about your journey. And it just opened up so many more opportunities and people are excited. People know that they're aligning with people that want them to grow. And I think before we did want people to grow, but we didn't have a pathway for them to grow. Um, now we have a pathway for them to grow. So they get excited about that and they get excited that they also get to offer that same pathway to others. So for me, I think, the reason the growth came once we moved over was because the pathway opened up, the opportunities opened up and it was a different message. It was like, Hey, you know what? I want you to grow bigger than me. I want you to grow as big as you want. Let us help you. And you're okay with staying on the team forever too. If you want, there's nothing wrong with that. And there is also a pathway for you to grow in that model. And you could stay on a team forever while still help other people grow as big as they want. So it just became a different conversation and a different level of excitement for everyone. And the next thing you know, like the floodgates are opening. We have an opportunity to connect with more people, the right people for our team. And if they're not the best fit for our team, maybe they're a better partner. Maybe they're mm -hmm. a better colleague where we could just mentor them and partner with them. So it's just, it just opened up the world of opportunities something I had never experienced before. Yeah, and, and I would even say that your uh, way of leading a team and your leadership skills would have to adapt to the new, uh, to the new system, no? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think the key for me was definitely leadership. Um, I started working on myself and what kind of leader I wanted to be and what kind of leader I would follow. And that's where true change happened in our, in our world and our team. And um, it was just a magnet to other people, which I'm super proud of. It wasn't just me. It was, a it was my entire leadership team and the type of agents that we were in business with. But um, yeah, I have this saying, work on you and the world will change. So my leadership style definitely changed um, because I was ready to show up as a better leader for myself and for the people that I cared about. So Nice. And, and as a leader, of course, like you were um, seen as such and, and branded as such, right? The people were calling you the queen, queen of teams and the queen of Zillow. Like I would love to, to hear how, how that started. Uh, but I, I was also going to ask you like where uh, the majority of your leads come from at the moment. I don't know if by being queen of Zillow, that's a self-answered question, but I, I still want to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure where that name came from, but I'll take it. You know, I'm more than love <laughs> for sure. I think that that's definitely something I love to clear up because we have multiple lead sources. It's not just Zillow, but I think what I did really well was realize that there was a business that I can build around it. Well, I mean, again, I had mastered farming, referrals, 
you know, a repeat business, um, database mining, you know, we'd go through our database. So it's funny that people call me that. And I, I know that they think that my business is only Zillow, but we actually have way more than that. Um, but it's okay. I'll take it. It came because I saw an opportunity with Zillow that when while most agents were complaining, we, we built a business around it and we made a lot of money doing it. Um, and we reinvested in the business, reinvested in the business, reinvested in the business. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's where the queen of Zillow came. Um, I sit on their advisory board. I've tested a lot of things with them. We launched the iBuyer program in 2017. And then we were one of their broker partners for two and a half, almost three years, which led us to obviously sell as many homes as we did last year with our acquisitions department, in addition to our traditional business. Um, we do have other lead sources. We've also been a realtor.com client, um, not as heavy as before. Um, we use realty.com, um, which is another um, lead source that has brought us a lot of predictable success, um, which is important to us. And we're able to build campaigns, our sign calls, our, you know, how we um, have systems around every call that comes in. And, you know, we, we use call action and to revive campaigns. We're a Ylopo client. So all of the main, you know, pillars that you would see out there, we've been committed to building systems around it to maximize our opportunities to communicate with the client. And, um, you know, it's just been, um, it's been an evolution for our team, but our bread and butter is still agents and repeat and re referrals, you know, and making sure that our clients can, can see us in, in their sleep, right? A yard sign online in their, you know, uh, in their email and, you know, communicating with them, inviting them to things. Um, so I think it's a combination of a little bit of everything. Okay. And it's good to know for our audience, it's not, it's not just Zillow, not just Zillow. I think everyone, I think everyone can reach that conclusion now. <laughs> yeah. We actually run a business beyond just Zillow. So, I mean, I mean, again, I, it's okay. I'll take it. I'll take what everybody assumes, but that's, it's actually to my advantage that they assume that to us because then we can come in behind the scenes and be like, ah, you never expected that from us. But we, 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 I spent a lot of my time um, researching and spending time with leaders in other companies that are innovating. And I see how the Figueroa team can help serve that and building out systems and processes and finding out who the ideal person is going to be to work that and then I go and build the business around it. And yeah, one of the topics uh, suggested for, for our conversation, um, Veronica, was there to be rare uh, in your market. And I, I just want to ask you, what was our take on this? Because with the overwhelming social media flowing, you know, it's quite hard to be rare. It's quite hard to, to stand out. So what is your path to, to be rare? You know, Dare to be Rare uh, is just an acronym that we just came up with. And for me, it was not necessarily being, yes, it's being different, but it actually means something. Um, you know, are we, are we standing true to the reputation that we put out there, our brand? You know, are you aligned with the brand that you're putting out? What does your reputation say about you? What do people say about you when you're not around? attraction who are we attracting are we always in attraction mode of our buyers sellers agents vendors the right people we want to be in business with what does that look like and um retention once we get them how do we keep them right how do we keep them how do we uh support our 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 let's say audience that we have been able to capture um and the trust of the consumer 
and the consumer is made up of buyers, sellers, leaders, agents, you know, potential partners. And then what's the experience, right? R-A-E, R-A-R-E, what's the experience they feel when they're around us? What do they experience when they do, do business with me, any of our leaders or our team? Um, and that's, that's really important for me to make sure. So that's where the rare came in, reputation, attraction, retention, and experience. Um, and, and when we do things, we ask ourselves, and then is the experience remarkable? Is it a remarkable experience that people are going to talk about, that they're going to remember, and that they want to be a part of? So those are all the little things that we kind of do. But as you know, I always tell agents, you don't have, um, you know, you don't have a lead problem. You have a people don't know you problem. Not enough people know you. And being different is a great way for people to know you because you're going to capture their attention. You don't have to have the lead sources that I have. You don't have to do business the way I do it, but you need to stand out. You need to stand out in a remarkable way that people are going to remember you. They're going to experience you. They're going to love you. What is that? Find your way of being different. Find your way of standing out. If you're the person that, you know, is the neighborhood a realtor because you, you know, you do all the events or you have the Facebook group or you have, you know, uh, um, I don't know, the, the truck that they can use and, and everybody knows what you're doing. That's okay. That's your way of being different. But find something that makes you stay stand out in this crazy world. Maybe you're the person that has the best YouTube channel. You got to find ways to stand out in this business. But then once you stand out, how do you retain your people? How do you, what is the reputation that you're putting out there? And what do people experience? Because it's not just being different, it's being different and being someone that people want to be in business with. And that's really important. They want to experience your energy. They want to be able to say like, that's my realtor. I want to, I trust them for everything. Um, you know, not just the one, not just the sell of the house, but the experience post-closing, right? That they know that they can come to you because you're connected with leaders in your community, government officials, um, that you know people in every, you know, pretty much profession. Um, what do people experience when they're, when they're in business with you? Or are you that agent that just closes the deal and that's it? You know, so I think all of that comes, is a part of being different, being rare, decide who you are, figure out who you are, and then go all in on that. I was the person that I wanted to be known that I was going to outwork everyone, right? outwork everyone in my community and they knew to come to me if they needed anything. And that's what we did when we started farming. Um, we were at every uh, community event. We were uh, the ones, you know, building relationships with everyone. And um, it gave us a lot of credibility. And now we've done that at a larger scale. Yeah. And it's, and it seems like the, the dare to be rare, you know, it's, it doesn't look like a simple acronym. It, it actually looks like a very complex, uh, personal branding strategy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, I just want people to know, like, it doesn't look one particular way. It can look different for different people, but the, if you keep the strategy in mind, then you're able to like, know, okay, all right. I, I do have a, 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 you know, a branding strategy, a, an, a, a client attraction strategy, a retention strategy, and making sure it's a, a remarkable experience, no matter what that is. And everyone, I saw you were uh, at the stage of uh, EXP Con 2021 with uh, Venus Williams herself. That must have been amazing. 
And, and yeah, I just, uh, I watched the movie uh, just a few weeks ago because I'm always late on that. So I was finding that uh, an amazing coincidence that I could talk to you as well. So, but tell me, what were the, the takeaways from that interview that you can share with us uh, today? Oh my gosh, that was one of the most, I would say, challenging experiences of my professional career. Um, it was a lot of fun. I did a lot of preparing. I, I prepared myself mentally. I studied, I studied her. And I wanted to show up as a good leader for EXP and for the people who were trusting me to give that interview and I wanted to bring value. So, you know, as I prepared for it, it was kind of like reminding me of a listing appointment or a, an appointment, any other appointment, you got to prepare yourself, right? Yeah. You don't want to go in there blind. And I had 6,000 people watching live at that <laughs> time, probably a little bit more, 5,000 and some change in the audience. And another, I don't know how many thousands were watching virtual. The pressure was on. Yeah. <laughs> I was nervous. Everything from what to wear to what to say, mm -hmm. what to ask, how to keep my composure. Mm -hmm. um, breaking the ice with Venus was another thing. Like prior to going on stage, it looked like we had a lot of synergy on stage, but before I was nervous. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like it was that moment in my career where it's like, all right, girl, you got to put your game face on because there is no hiding. People can read through the BS if you're not prepared. People can read through the BS if you're nervous. And I just said, show up as you and don't forget to serve the audience. Serve them. This is not about you. This is about them. So how can you make this interview an experience that everyone can walk away a better, a better leader or go out there and get excited about business and excited about doing things, good work in the world. Um, Venus was just easy to interview, be easier to interview because of all her accomplishments. But as you get to know her, I mean, a lot of people didn't know that she has a real estate staging company, that she owns multiple businesses, that she wrote a book, that she's now a coach to younger athletes who are coming up as a, as a, as a passion project. She didn't have to do this. You know, the pressure of being an athlete and, and, and constantly having to compete, you know, like that there's a lot that goes into that. And, but yeah, how she's so graceful with her competition, right. And, and, and just always um, competitive wants to win, but at, after every match, there is a win. There's a lesson. There's a lesson learned whether she won or not. So I did intense research and I studied and I had a lot of fun to prepare for it was nerve wracking minutes before, you know, I remember I had to break the ice with Venus and be like, Hey, listen, those are my friends out there. You're an athlete out there on the tennis court. I'm an athlete in my field nice. and <laughs> we are going to go out there like two champions. And we're going to remind everyone that they have a champion inside of them and that they can go out there and, and, and just build an amazing life, an amazing business, amazing habits, hire great people. And her passion for leadership is amazing too. So it was really an awesome opportunity. Something that I will say will always be a career highlight for me. And um, it taught me so much. I mean, her discipline, her poise, how she carries herself. Um, and uh, it really gave me, um, I don't know, it, it humbled me, but it also gave me an opportunity to prepare like a champion and, and show up like a, hopefully a champ for my team, you know, mm -hmm. and for my uh, EXP team. Um, and I think we did a good job. Uh, I, I, I don't think I would have changed anything about it. Nice. It was fun. The, the, the sound did go out once or twice which was a little nerve wracking, but I was like, all right, we pivot. And <laughs> I speak loud. So I was like, we're going to still speak. And then the audio came back, but you know, what do you do in life when things kind of, you know, 
don't go the way you want them to go. You have to figure out how to, you know, make it work. And that's what I did, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, I'm very grateful for that opportunity that EXP gave me. Perfect. And maybe who knows, maybe uh, Venus was always uh, nervous to meet you. <laughs> right? Yeah. And maybe on the podcast, he's like, oh, I was going to meet Veronica and I was preparing and I was studying all night and then I was nervous, but then we had good energy, you know? So it's, She was it, amazing to work it's like with. You, I, I, it's like, Venus, it's like if you you're said. listening, girl, I want to be your friend. Let's go. We're going to be friends. No, she, was <laughs> she actually told me when we got off stage, because I told her that I was nervous ahead of time and that I've never really done this, that I'm not a professional at this. I, I mean, I've been on stage and I've moderated panels. She's like, you've never. And then when we were done, she was like, you were really great. She was like, I'm going to have to take you to go with me everywhere I go. And you could be my report. I was like, oh, my God. It was a lot <laughs> of fun. Do. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I knew I knew that you telling the story is going to be uh, really exciting because it, it sounded and maybe people don't know the background of it and what you what were you thinking. So I think it's good to to give this perspective to the audience. Yeah, you don't just show up and be like, oh, I'm good at this, you know, like <laughs> you're not. You're just like, but you get better through preparation. You get better through focus and through making mistakes. And I think, you know, again, I I've had the opportunity to be on many stages and panels. Mm -hmm. And every day you just want to get a little bit better, a little bit better. And you just never know when you have that opportunity. Same thing with listing appointments. You got to go on more listing appointments to get better. You got to go on more appointments to get better and you'll get better every single day. Yeah. So tell me, Veronica, where uh, do you go from here? What are uh, your goals? You can, you can speak 2022 and you can speak also a bit, a bit further away from that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think for me, this year was a big year. We have, uh, we're transitioning the team to be led by my COO while I focus on building the partnership Uh, community that we have, which has a little over 2,000 partners. Um, so that in itself is an adjustment, but it really gets me excited about developing young leaders, right? I want to develop the new leaders of tomorrow. Um, I'm really focused on helping other partners build their teams and help them scale and, and, and learning just what the future looks like in resources and shared resources and scaling. Um, uh, you know, It's pretty interesting. I'm really focused in multifamily and commercial now. Um, I, I'm excited about multifamily and commercial. I just launched a, an investor network called Grid Orlando, which is a, a network of over 16,000 um, uh, investors, and they're in a couple different states. So I have the opportunity now to, uh, um, to launch the Orlando Grid Network, which that's exciting. We launched that last month. Um, There's a book that'll come out in October, which is exciting as well. Um, I'm going to be doing that with some other women that we are all coming together to just share our journey of being a woman in business, launching a woman's network called Leadership. Um, and we're really excited about that, talking about women in leadership, what it looks like, what it, you know, what are some of the things that we need to do to continue to evolve and how we can support each other as women in business and um, just a lot of cool stuff that we're working on. And um, I don't think I'm in 2030 yet, you know, mm -hmm. as far as where my mindset is, but I think right around 2025, mm -hmm. uh, my mindset is we'll have, you know, if all things continue the way they're going by 2023, we should have 5,000 partners in our community. Um, you know, that's, that's my target. 
and um, 2025, you know, the rest is history. It's just the beginning. We'll be a global, international, I think, uh, real estate force uh, because we have great partners and they're going to get us there. We're going to do this together. So lots of cool stuff that I think are going to continue to evolve out of this. And uh, I don't, I'm so excited and I don't limit myself on what we can do because I now know, I now believe everything's possible. Nothing is off, off limits when you have the right people. Yeah. And everything is possible. Like Venus would say. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and tell, and tell us Veronica, how can our audience uh, reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Veronica Figueroa inspires um, on, on Facebook. Um, always happy to, you know, shoot, get in my DMs. You can also um, go to uh, veronicafigueroa.com and, um, you know, obviously hop on my calendar. Actually, that's veronicafigueroa.work um, will take you to my calendar. And you can always pop in there and speak to my team and get on my calendar and see what we're doing next, whether it's our podcast. Um, we have a podcast called Relaunch Live as well. They can download that on Spotify, Google Play, Apple. Um, and it's also on YouTube. That's a really fun thing that we're doing. Uh, we interview uh, leaders from all over. They tell their stories and inspirational tactical um, nuggets as well. Um, so yeah, lots of different ways. Follow me. I'd love to connect. And uh, we love helping other real estate agents. And I love the name of this series, right? Icons. So that agents can become the icon that they were meant to be as well. So yeah. And thank you for joining here, the, the icons movement and the uh, showing how people can can stand out and that it's not an overnight business it uh, it is a life business and but anyone can do it if they put their mind and soul to it <laughs> yeah you make the choice first and then you start acting on it and you see it and it just comes to life and no matter how hard it gets if you stay focused on it it's a beautiful thing um so thank you for having me and i i'm i'm excited to see your guys success and what you're putting out into the world so this is a blessing so Really, really proud to have been on, chosen to be on this uh, podcast. Perfect. You're a blessing. Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> Thank have you. a great day in Puerto Rico. Bye.